This podcast should be a real good one. It's something that has come across my desk a lot at work. And the question is, how much training is the right amount? And I've got Clint Hill in today to have a chat about that. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Thanks for having me again. Good. Well, let's pull some knowledge bomb. Yeah, I'd love to. Let's rip in. Welcome to the Body Science Podcast. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent, or manage any injury, disease, or other health-related condition. Welcome to Body Science HQ, the world of fit, happy, healthy. And I'm going to throw on the end of that, how much training is the right amount? Let's be honest, a lot of people train these days. There's been some great things that have brought people off the couch and train like F45 and, and functional training and CrossFit and all these things have been created. But they're all about selling slots and spots and moving forward. And hey, I, I'm, I have a business too. I get that theory. That's the theory you need to do. Let's just nail it on the head. How much training is the right amount? Yeah, look, and this is a question that I get posed to me almost daily. Is so, that from general pops or athletes? No, you know what? It's from both. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, sometimes I think from athletes, it's for the purpose of trying to- How do I get out of training? How do I get out of training? I think the big part and and the part that would be, uh, I guess, detrimental is that people don't generally overtrain, they under-recover. Yeah, nicely put, nicely put. So is that the end of our podcast? Uh, Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so we can close this one off right now. Thanks for coming. Yeah, Yeah, nice. I I think the the parts that I wanted to get across today uh, when you asked me about this particular topic is that realistically, what, what we're finding is that people don't understand how- how to balance their training with daily life, yep. how to balance their training with enough recovery, yep. and also make sure they're supplementing correctly to balance that out. So, yep. and a- again, you know, I- I've spoken about this on a number of occasions that we need to understand that doing two sessions in a day for 90% of the population is an absolute waste of time. Yep. You know, you're just degrading muscle mass, you're, you're actually breaking down muscle fiber. So for me, it's about looking at what you're trying to achieve achieve, look at the goals and work your way backwards. Yeah, nice. Let's just do three scenarios here. Let's talk sure. like a, someone who does fit stop. Let's talk about someone who plays footy yep. and let's talk about a runner, like a casual sure. runner who likes doing their 5, 10, maybe 15 on sure. the weekend. So do you just want to go through when you're looking at, at these types of scenarios? Let's start with a functional yeah, session. Sure, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Look, and, and, and it's, a, it's a okay to look at one particular uh, you know, uh, of the of the functional movement training groups, you yep. know. The the concept is because a lot of them are based around that 45-minute style workout, one of the things that they're looking for is the consistency behind it. So because they are shorter workouts, so to speak, you know, they're, they're quite intense. Yep. But it's only 45 minutes of your day. You've got the opportunity really to recover from that over the course of the rest of the day. Yeah, nice. But understanding still that that means good nutrition, you know, good supplementation and understanding what you should be doing to recover between those sessions. Now, the minimum effective dose is what I talk about more regularly than not. And that is, if you're looking at three sessions of that F45 functional movement training, you're going to get a really good effect. Okay. But that still means you still need to look after your diet. You still need to look after your recovery. You still need to make sure that you're benefiting from the rest and the recovery because that's where you get your muscle growth. That's where you get your, your adaptation and actually you know, continue your fitness. Okay, well, let's rip into a footy player or yep. a contact sport. Sure. You know, and I was having a, a really interesting conversation with one of my rugby boys uh, yesterday about this, you know, because we will do something like an hour and a half in the gym and then, sh- you know, half an hour later after they have a little refuel, whether it's a, a shake, you know, a bar, whatever the, uh, avail- whatever's available at the yep. time, they will then go straight on the field for two hours and they'll do that three nights a week. Yep. Now, that's what we require to play at semi-professional level of 
of, of rugby union in Sydney. But they the minimum effective dose again for them is probably about that. Okay. Okay. But we also make sure that the boys then have a form of recovery every night post training, be it salt baths, be it, you know, hot cold showers, be it ice baths. Yep. But they have to do that to get that in. So if my players need that at that level, then when I tell someone from the general pop as a comparison, if they're training anywhere anywhere beyond six hours a week, they definitely need to be covering that with at least fifteen minutes of recovery per hour of training. Yeah, not nice. I like that. It's obviously coming into marathon season. Sure. It's, that's all starting. Running is the big one. And running's a really easy way to start, get going, but it's also mm. a very quick way to hurt yourself. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, the really good thing about doing a runner comparison in this in this particular podcast is that what I really think about when this happens is I look at what they're doing outside of running as well. Because the runners that I, you know, get a hold of after they've, you know, done a couple of marathons but done no strength training yeah. will have, you know, weak muscles through their glutes, through the hip flexors, because they haven't done any strength training during that period of time. And that's, you know, that's a big part of it. You know, if, if they're doing three runs a week, let's call, let's call it, as you said, a, a 5, 10 and a 15 during, yeah. the, during the week, you know, across the, across the space of the week, they probably still need two little 45 minute, you know, sessions that are 100% designed for their body, not just made up, you know, a group training style session, because each of those individuals will have different variables and different weaknesses and strengths within their muscle. So it needs to be thought through that that definitely needs to be something that's you know from a qualified personal trainer or strength conditioning coach to make sure that that was the case but that recovery rule still 100% applies 15 minutes of recovery per one hour of training that's the golden rule yeah absolutely and I've I've, I've pushed that for years and years you know I have a, a point structure that I use with uh, my professional athletes where whereby you know something like wearing compression for 24 hours or 12 hours post training session gives them a four points they need 10 points across the course of a week nice I love that mate I love it is there any chance you can share some of those other points yeah absolutely yeah. you know I think um, the the keys are you know three points for things like a massage an osteopathic session yeah. anything like that uh, then we drop down to two points for making sure that their nutrition and recovery and sleep is on, on point yep. because we still even though they're high on the priority list we give them a low point score because you're still going to do them yeah um, you but, should they're the easy well, you ones should. implement aren't they? <clears throat> but you've always got to make sure that you're looking at why these people are actually missing these valuable one percenters you yeah. know and they're and they're so important to especially to you know when i talk about my rugby players you know a lot of them are between the ages of 20 and 30 you know they're still they're still growing yeah. you know they're, they're still needing those growth plates they they need more sleep than you know a 40 or 40 plus year old or the guys who are, are you know my long distance triathletes you know the the iron men uh, and iron women of course but making sure that they're looking at and being really clear that the things that they do are you know they're ocean recovery getting in the getting in the uh and in the infrared sauna and things like that they're all up around the four point mark as well yeah nice mate some of my tips at home i've got the normal tech legs yeah. and hyperized gun like they are just an essential for me i just i don't know what they do i don't get the science behind <laughs> it i'm not the expert in that area but i absolutely love them i go to when yeah, i'm feeling look, it and and i think you know i guess that comes on that massage you're talking of course about. Yeah. yeah but i think the key thing there is especially with the hyperized gun you know what you're actually looking for there is convenience yeah because people will do stuff if it's convenient yeah if it's not they won't do it you know like i've got an infrared sauna at home and an ice bath there's a massive difference there uh you know walk in walk set in up. set up <laughs> yeah exactly you know yeah. so uh, as opposed to sit down put on a tv put on the tv and you know bang away at the at the area of your body that hurts on yep. that particular day you know um and, and that comes with the foam rolling and stuff as well it's so. foam 
rolling still on trend these days? Yeah, look, I mean, there's plenty of research out there at the moment that says that it's not as valuable as it used to be, you know, and uh, and look, I mean, research comes and goes too. I think that's the other thing that people have got to be really mindful of yeah. with with, with the advancement of certain things, you know, you're looking at, you know, even now with, uh, you know, the current research around icing for injuries, yep. uh, you know, there's, there's a big movement around not doing it, you know, I did it for 20 years of my professional career and and you know I, I i still to this day use it for certain injuries it's what works for you isn't it absolutely yeah. and i think you, the other part of it is too it's also there's some there's some psychological stuff there too you know it was like when we were kids you know if you had an orange at half time you knew it was half time now everyone knows now that that's completely and utterly pointless yeah but i still think about oranges like i think about half time yeah nice. so there's some psychological stuff there as well uh, you know, let's be honest, you're not actually yawning getting into an ice bath are you you're <laughs> thinking to yourself holy shit here yeah. it comes yeah absolutely yeah. And and it's, I, it's a mindset change isn't yeah it? absolutely and i think also once you've got control of that mind and you know you know we spoke about this off air uh, you know your mind is your biggest tool mm. so yeah. Nice, mate. Any last words for anyone on how much training is the right amount? Yeah, look, I'm going to definitely uh, add the the my point system uh, to this to the notes of the podcast yeah, here because I, I think a lot of people would get some really solid value out of that. It's a really simple system that I've I've refined over the years to make sure that people can see that. So it's 15 minutes per hour, and also there's that 10 points a week. Nice. And uh, Ash, we might drop that in the Body Science blogs as well if we can. So bodyscience.com.au forward slash podcast to get the notes or jump on our blog and just search clint or training thanks for listening guys make sure you subscribe thanks for coming on board again mate love these little knowledge bombs they're awesome thanks buddy Hey team, it's Greg from Body Science here. The Hydroxyburn Shred is back on shelf. It's our new therapeutic, has all the taste. And if you're looking for a better thermogenic, we've really pushed for the pursuit of a better thermogenic. Full disclosure on the labeling. What do we mean? Caffeine levels have changed. We all know the rules have changed. The ingredients have changed. The claims have changed. We have a clean label with premium quality ingredients for you. So what does that mean for you? You can look at things like metabolism, energy, sugar metabolism, fat metabolism, cognitive function, thyroid, and just general health and well-being. And it's all on the label. If you're taking a fat burner now and it doesn't say it on the label, have a look at it and go, why? Get on board.